everybody to the nations worldwide this is the travel couple podcast where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money living the travel lifestyle we are your hosts mike pletz and natalie lee tune in every wednesday as we interviewed couples living a travel lifestyle get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world this is your one-stop podcast for travel relationship and business goals join us on our facebook page at facebook.com slash to the nations worldwide to follow along with everything we got going on at to the nations worldwide that includes two blog posts per week one on monday one on friday and a weekly podcast episode on the Travel Couple Podcast every Wednesday. Follow along to everything we got going on there. And give us a subscribe and give us a review if you haven't already. If you're listening to this podcast and you are not subscribed, please head on over to your favorite podcast app. Search the Travel Couple Podcast and give us a sub- subscribe. And if you're enjoying this podcast, leave us a review. It really helps to get this podcast out there and into other people's ears. And thank you already if you have. On today's episode, we're going to talk to each other. We do this every fourth episode, so basically one a month. Just just to give you a little bit of insight about us, uh, ourselves, and our own travel, and uh, to the different places we've traveled to. And this episode actually is a kind of a spur-of-the-moment decision to do. Basically, today we got some Korean fried chicken on the way home, and we thought uh, it kind of brought back some memories about our own travels. Actually, a place that we lived, me for three years, and Natalie... Uh, born and raised. So we thought we would talk a little bit about our time in Seoul, South Korea, and, and specifically the things that we miss about Seoul, South Korea. So let's just get right into the uh, discussion that we're going to have here. Hello, Natalie. Hello. Uh, Hello. So today we're going to talk about our time in Seoul, South Korea, and specifically the things that we miss about Seoul, South Korea, because that that Korean fried chicken was really good, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That hit the spot. So that um, hot flavored sauced chicken, it's called Mai Mai Chicken, and it's so popular in, in Korea. Have we is ever... That, is it in Korea too? Yes. Ah. It's, it's kind of like a franchise um, vendor. Um, and it's super popular, apparently. I didn't know it was that popular, but then that's why they actually um, expanded their business to uh-huh. Canada market. And in Toronto, um, we have three stores. So two stores in North York and one in downtown, like Koreatown, around the Bloor um, West area. It sounds like I'm kind of like working for them. Yeah, but... it sounds like we're sponsored. We're not <laughs> sponsored by My My Chicken. No. My My Chicken, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, we would love uh, some free chicken. But uh, basically, let, let's just give a little context about uh, our time in Seoul, Korea, and where we're living right now. Mm-hmm. Basically, I went over to Seoul, South Korea to teach English for 
in 2014, I ended up staying there for a little over three years. And Natalie, you were born and raised. So basically, yes, I was born and raised and I was physically there in Seoul, Korea. But my mind and my heart and my soul was always somewhere else. Like, do you know the feeling that you're physically in in one place, in one country, but your mind and your heart is it's actually in somewhere else? It's hard to describe, but I felt that way in my entire life. The reason being is because I always wanted to leave Korea and then I wanted to always like, you know, spread my wings and, you know, fly to somewhere else. Um, yes. So leave a leave a comment in the comment section if you feel the same way as Natalie in that regard. But uh, yeah, so basically we we were together there for three years, a little more than three years. And then we moved to Toronto, Canada, where we are right now. And we've been here for two years? No, less than two years. Um, almost little, two years. Oh, yeah, almost two years. Yes, this this end of April will be our two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically in Toronto, it will be 1.5 year. The reason why is because we were uh, with um, Mikey's parents when we first um, came here. And um, we lived in Kitchener, Waterloo, KW area, and we decided to move back here. Um, the reason why was because of my job opportunity. And um, yes, so time flies. It's been almost two years now. Yeah, so almost two years in Canada, and it's it's about time. We've talked a little bit about Korea here and there, in, in specifically when something comes up that we miss. You know, it's something that uh, let's just jump into what we miss about Korea. And I want to start with the main thing that I know you, Natalie, miss the most about Korea. What is that? So number one is food. I knew it. Food. Food. Um, We definitely can have variety of Korean food here because there are um, Korea towns in downtown area and also in North York Um, but there are certain food I cannot find here Mm -hmm. like Shabu Shabu yeah they do have several stores and restaurants here but it's not like authentic um, Shabu Shabu that I am craving for have we found a shabu shabu place here? Um, there's. You know of one, right? Yeah, I know one in North York because I was craving for that so much, and I googled it, and um, yeah, there is a shabu shabu place. But what we particularly are missing is shabu shabu, and it's spicy shabu shabu. And after you you have that thinly sliced beef dipping into the soup, and then after you finish that part. Amazing part is after that, um, the restaurant staff will make you the fried rice with mm. eggs. And it just, and with like sesame oil and stuff, with veggies and stuff. But it's so good. It's hard to describe, but it just tastes so good. It's the best fried rice you'll ever have. 
and it's 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 fried in the same bowl that all the soup has been boiled in and oh it's just the best so the restaurant name it's called pangidong it's it's the na- na- area name so if you're pangidong shabu shabu yeah if you're in seoul and you are using the subway system uh it's bangi station and it's right by that station that you need to go to get here or you guys can go well like if you're like temporarily visit visiting um seoul korea definitely that's one of the restaurants that we would like to recommend mm-hmm. i think even as a if local you, if you even put that in google maps bangi dong shabu shabu or bangi shabu shabu uh, B-A-N-G-I, Shabu, S-H-A-B-U, twice. Uh, it'll actually show up. So it's fairly easy to find, yeah. but it's definitely like a local spot. Mm-hmm. Like a hole in the wall, the place that you mm-hmm. want to visit, but nobody would know unless you're local. Yes, that's very authentic local, local food. And we actually suggested um, the restaurant owner. Why don't you, you know, expand your business and, you know, like franchise. Yeah, franchise it. And he laughed. And he said, "One in." What did he say? Like one he said, location is enough. Yeah, one is enough or something. But like then that. we didn't we find another location. Yeah, he actually expanded <laughs> his business into another area, not overseas, but another area nearby our um, home church. Yeah. So that was kind of funny. But anyway, but th- that was our number one restaurant that we went to. Like if we I mean, the Shabu Shabu was so good and we craved it so many times. It was the number one res- restaurant that we went to in Seoul. Yeah. It's Hands not, down. Yeah. It's not like fancy restaurant restaurant, like no. French restaurant, but it's it's really authentic local just food store. Like mm. what's the way to put it? Like very um authentic, very um yeah don't expect anything local. fancy when you go there yeah it's very and expect local a long one. wait too yeah and but then the price is really reasonable is. and the the taste of of that menu oh it's just so good okay so let's move on from shabu shabu and uh recently we satisfied another food craving that we had and that was uh tonkas tonkasu yeah, it's basically it's the fried pork um, cutlet. Cutlet, yeah. yeah. Fried pork cutlet, basically. And yeah. um, where's the number one place to go if you're in Seoul? Where do you need to go get tonkas? So please Google Namsan. Namsan. It's basically it's the direct trans- translation for that is Southern Mountain. But just Google Namsan. N A M. S-A-N, tonkasu. So, yes, they do have tradition, like, I don't know, more than 50 years. And they have huge size of pork, fried pork cutlet. And the taste was really good. So, Mikey's daddy was there. <laughs> and um, he loved it. He loved it so much. That was cheese donkas. Yes. And there are like different types of donkas. But, like, the one that has the cheese. Oh, that's the one you need to get. Yes. And um, this, so Namsan is the name of the mountain. And the mountain is, like, smack dab in the middle of Seoul, basically. Seoul is a city surrounded by mountains. So Namsan also has Namsan Tower. Tower. 
So that's like the iconic Seoul Tower that you should go to when you're visiting. Mm-hmm. And uh, this restaurant is called Namsan Donkas or something like that. Yeah. And that that's basically how you can find that one. Mm-hmm. Another food that you miss, Korean food in um, Seoul. Oh, what about boppers? Bop burgers, that's for the students. Like, it's very affordable, but it's, it's like very $2, fulfilling. It's $3. And what is it, basically? Explain basically, it. it's a seaweed California roll. So you can choose inside um, ingredients. Like, for example, like you can um, choose... Well, first off, it's huge. It's, it's not really a California roll. Mm-hmm. It's literally like a fist of rice. Mm-hmm. And basically, you decide what they put into it. So it can be like spicy pork, spicy chicken. General chow. Yeah, any sort of meat or like some veggie. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And it's basically in the middle of this ball and they wrap it in foil and you unwrap it and basically you, you, well, before you unwrap it, you slam it down and you make it flat like a burger and you open it or maybe this is just what I did. But yeah. uh, you open it, and that's how you eat it. It's just like a big fist mitt full of rice with something in the middle. But that tastes really good. It, yeah. And it's after you have that, you feel like, oh, I'm so full. Even yeah, though one it's or like, two of those. Yes, it's just game over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another something interesting uh, is the ramen burger that we tried there. Did we? Remember the ramen burger? You never tried it? I tried it. Uh, their uh, Loteria, their ah, Seoul Loteria. Loteria. It's, yeah, it's like McDonald's version of Korea. Yeah, and they had a ramen burger. So the patties were made of ramen. Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting to eat. Yeah. That's just something that came up. It's nuts. I don't even know if they still serve it or not anymore, but that was just something that interesting that came into mind right there. I think that was kind of like a temporary menu like seasonal Mm. menu and it was really interesting to taste it and yeah like definitely loteria lute it's the corporation the the company one of the big corporations in in korea and yeah that's kind of like mcdonald but korean version of mcdonald so Mm. if you're in seoul korea definitely that's another like um junk food that you can try because their menu is so unique and it's very localized and i believe that they have like kimchi burger or like fish burger something like that so Mm -hmm. that's just totally different taste that you can experience while you're there so if you feel like having junk food then make sure you check that loteria okay so then getting away from fast food joints uh, I want to go through two other things for food. One is going to Noryangjin, which is the seafood market. Ha 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 ha! And what should they have in Noryangjin? So what, what should you do in Noryangjin? It's wholesale fish market. So first of all, the price is really reasonable. And second of all, there are tons of varieties there. And basically, you can walk around and there are tons of lots of like stores. So you can pick which whichever you would like to have so lots of fish lots of raw raw fish lots of octopus so we decided to choose what octopus right Mm -hmm. live octopus Mm -hmm. and the very first day the very first time that mikey was trying live octopus he was kind of doubtful like 
how we're supposed to have it. Like, but then don't imagine a big, huge octopus. It's just a small baby octopus. And technically, it's not alive, right? They chop it up so it's dead, but it's still moving. Yes. And if it's a small one, it's not difficult to, like, you know, have it. But make sure you need to chew it, chew, Mm -hmm. chew until it's, like, dead, dead and not moving at all. And then you swallow it. But... Some people might think that it's like, oh, fishy. What about the smell? What about the texture? It's not bad at all. Like you would dip the live octopus into what? Sesame oil. Sesame oil and salt. So that's already like it's coated with certain taste. And it just, it's. It's an experience, I'd say. Yes. So the, uh, the tentacles are still moving. And. The suction cups on the octopus are still suctioning. So as soon as you put that tentacle into your mouth, it's suctioning to the side of your mouth, to your tongue. It's a really interesting experience. And uh, even getting it off the plate, one of those tentacles, it's, uh, you hear the suction cups popping as it goes off the plate. And yeah, it's really... So I remember the very first time Mike was trying the live octopus. He didn't know he's not supposed to have the head part. I think so... it's okay still though. No? Yeah, you can have it if you would like to, but like I would not have the head part. They Only left it the on legs. the plate. But he chew it. Oh. He was chewing it, but like... I thought chewing a leg took a long time. This head took like minutes. But I'm then, not even. I'm not trying to exaggerate. I'm trying to think of the right amount of time, maybe like two to three minutes for it to like actually be at a point where I could swallow it. You didn't really like it. I remember your face and like you, your tongue was covered with all the black ink, which was not nice. <laughs> but like he said, uh, uh. but he liked. You liked the uh, the leg part though. Yeah, it was fine. And we had it a couple more times since. Yeah, so I thought that that was it. And that was the last time ever that he tried, like, the live octopus. But, you know, like, there were other several times that we had live octopus, right? Yeah, in in, in Noryongjin, like, there's so many different things to eat there. You can get shrimp. Actually, we got shrimp that day, too, which was really good. Uh, you can get sushi, you can get like your own fish and have them carve it up for you, uh, sashimi, and then you take it to a restaurant that's right off the market and they will cook it however you want it to be. So that's awesome about Norangjin. And then moving on to our last uh, food topic here, I want to talk about Korean barbecue. Because, because Korean barbecue is the the number one thing you need to try when you're in Korea. Uh, Korean barbecue is basically you order the meat and uh, they bring the meat out. The grill is right inside of your table, right at your table. So you grill the meat yourself and then they just bring out side dishes. And the side dishes are unlimited and they don't stop. Um, if it's a more of a like upscale restaurants, they will serve you. Like they'll grill the beef, pork, and they'll cut it for you. Um, and the taste is amazing. And they have different, several types of grilling um, equipment. I don't know what you mean by that. So, 
like there are different types of grilling part. Like one is for marinated meat. Oh, another so like one the is like top of the grill. Yeah, the top of the grill. Okay. Another one is like for um, just raw meat. The other one was for I don't know, like but it's different structure. Okay, so what meat do people need to order? Uh, what's like the number one go-to meat? You for really cream? need to try everything. Like no, 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 just one. Just one. I yeah. can't pick an any. I'm gonna one. choose it then. Okay. Sam Gipsel. Yeah, pork belly is really good. Yeah, samgyeopsal would definitely be the like number one meat that. Yeah, samgyeopsal, and number two is marinated beef. Bulgogi. Bulgogi. It's called bulgogi. Yeah. It just sweetened. Cow. It. It's so good. Sweetened beef. So samgyeopsal is pork belly. So three layered pork. Uh, it's it's like really thick bacon. Bulgogi is beef that's been marinated, and the marinade is is kind of sweet and savory. And, uh, yeah, like, definitely find a Korean barbecue place to go to. There's tons of them around. And uh, basically, that that's it for food in Seoul. It's an awesome place to go for any foodie, uh, delicious food for sure. But getting into another thing, another thing that we miss about Seoul, living in Seoul, uh, let's talk a little bit about transportation. Because, I mean, Seoul is awesome for transportation, right? Before we jump into the transportation, what we miss regarding food is late night delivery food. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. First of all, they there are tons of like restaurants that are open 24 hours. And like 2 a.m. If you're hungry, you can still order food and they'll come deliver the food right away and there's no cost 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 yeah it doesn't cost you anything extra yeah like no delivery fee no tip so there's no tip culture there's no tipping culture yeah all you need to do is just pay for the food net just food itself and that's it and no extra tax or something it's all included so yeah it's just so easy to get food wherever whenever yeah, so that that actually like transitions perfectly into transportation mm-hmm. because delivery is free for the most part and transportation is just so easy to get around the city. Maybe not driving, uh, but as far as public transportation. They'll definitely use the scooter or like motorcycle to deliver the food because it's nearby, right? But what about getting around the city yourself? It's so easy to, yeah, get around like good subway system like frequent fast and very clean affordable affordable and it's just well organized but but then one thing that people would not like at all is the the um the commuting time because it's pretty much it's that jammed yeah, I mean, if you're traveling during the commuting time, it's going to be really packed. But for the most part, I mean, the subway system is so efficient. The lines will get you anywhere you want to be in the city, all the major places. And uh, it's extremely cheap. It's like $2 for a trip. Um, the buses are extremely cheap and always on time. Um, taxis are still fairly affordable, too. So the city is just 
an amazing place to be able to get around, especially if you're just traveling. Like using the subway will get you anywhere. It's so easy to use. There's an app. Uh, I think it's called Jiechil. Yeah. And it's it it'll tell you like how to get from point A to point B and where you need to transfer. It's just it's the best, right? Like mm-hmm. Toronto doesn't come anywhere near no. what Korea has done for public transit. Here in Toronto, like I. I can't really use public transportation because it's not it's not fast and it doesn't come often and it's not on time. It's not on time and here it's jammed as well, but there are lots of times that the um the TTC or the subway it's broken and there's delay and delay and delay. So I've never seen any like errors and any malfunctioning in Seoul, Korea, and there was no problem like commuting with bus, with subway. There was no pro- problem at all. But here, it seems like there are a lot of troubles and a lot of like issues. So in that sense, that's the reason why I miss public transportation in Seoul, Korea, because it's so fast. So well organized, no issues, like so clean, um, very accessible, and the fare is much cheaper as well. Which really makes for traveling around the city um, during weekends, you know, when you have time off, it really makes it a lot more enjoyable and it makes you more likely to get out and explore the city more. Because it's it's more enjoyable to get from point A to point B. It's more efficient. It's more affordable. It just it makes it a much more it's much better experience just to get out and explore Seoul. And speaking of the subway metro, um, there's a specific section for women's only. So the pink section is for the women only and men. Pregnant is- women, though, right? Is it for pregnant women? No, all women. Really? Yeah. So woman only zone. That's something that is um, not existing in Toronto. But in Seoul, Korea, there's the subway for the woman only. And that's the pink zone. Um, I think policy wise, the reason why they came up with that woman pink zone only is because I think I don't know why. But I think because to protect women's right and mm-hmm. their safety. And that brings up a whole nother point about safety in Seoul and in, in Korea in general. It's an extremely safe country mm-hmm. uh, compared to being out at night in Toronto uh, or in other major cities. I mean, being out in, at nighttime in Seoul, it's extremely safe. You never feel you know, like you're not at ease or anything like that. At least I never did. Right? It's it's because everything is so highly dense and lots of restaurants, lots of cafes are around you mm-hmm. and lots of lighting systems are in the street. True. So like whenever you walk by yourself at nighttime, as long as there are lights and lots of like cafe and restaurants are still open, you don't feel like, oh, it's just so spooky. No, not at all. It just you feel safe and still lots of people are walking around and, you know, yeah. And another part of reason why 
is because there's the uh, nightlife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like lots of karaoke for singing and lots of restaurants that are still open, like, for example, like 24 hours and lots of cafe that mm -hmm. doesn't like close until like 12 a.m. or something. And lots of people are still like, you know, playing and, you know, walking around and eating and drinking. So, yeah, yeah. there's a huge nightlife culture and, you know, going out to karaoke or going out to... Uh, bars and everything is is a really big culture there and yeah like you were saying with all the lights on and and it being such a compact city that there's always people around it's it all contributes to you feeling more safe in the city for sure so for those people who are planning to travel i would definitely strongly recommend to travel eat a lot meet a lot of people out there and it's just one of the most convenient cities and very dynamic cities that I would like to recommend. And I strongly recommend you as the expert and as the traveler. Um, but for living, I think it's a different story. What do you think? I, for expats, it's a great place to live for sure. I think so. And especially for the convenience factor of everything, like we were saying, is open and for delivery. But also... Compared to living where we are now and comparing it to Korea, uh, the public holidays, if you're if you're living in these places, if you're working, public holidays are better in Korea uh, because they're longer. So you can do more things like, uh, for example, Chuseok usually gives you four or five days holidays in a row. Uh, whereas in Canada, the, like a long weekend is three days the to Saturday, Sunday, plus a Monday or a Friday. And with those three days, you can't really do much in uh, Canada because it's such a big country. I mean, you can keep on doing the same things you've done before. But in Korea, it's awesome because there's so many countries around you. It's so cheap to be able to go to one of them. Um, and you've got time during these public holidays to do so. So that's, that's a big thing that I definitely miss since moving back for sure. Well, I think that's it for wrapping up our podcast episode on what we miss about living in Seoul, South Korea. Hope you enjoyed it. I want you to leave a comment on the show notes page and let us know if you've lived or traveled in Seoul or what you miss about another country that you lived in for an extended period of time. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 48. That's this episode, episode number 48's show notes page leave a comment on the page we'll be sure to get back to you and if you'd be so kind please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app and leave us a review it really helps us get this podcast out there we'll be sure to consistently deliver you these episodes every wednesday and this is mike pletz and natalie hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide